This morning's reading comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 40. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Peniel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying coming up to them at that very moment. She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. So, today we've had a story about a new baby. It's always interesting having a new baby in a house. People react in odd ways to a baby, or, or in different ways to a baby than they would to an adult, and you can understand that. I mean, we, we make all the kind of goo-goo-goo and the, the wee faces and the wee noises, and we smile and we do, you know, you screw up your face. Very few people, you know, on coming face-to-face with your new baby go, Ugh! what's the ugliest baby I've ever seen in my life? I mean, we just don't do that because there's something about babies that's nice. We like a baby. Nice. Um, a number of years ago, we had a baby. Well, my wife had a baby. I was kind of there at the time, but we had a baby. And Linda had been a teacher in the Western Isles. And one of the jobs that she had was uh, to travel around different schools teaching the children. And she'd been in lots of different schools across the island of Lewis. And our son was one of the very last children to be born in the old Lewis Hospital in Stornoway. And so close to the end of its life were we that they were having open days in the hospital. 
so that those people who had been born there could come in and see where they had been born and everything was all lovely and wonderful, except if you were a brand new mother and only one of two people on the whole island whose name is Clarkson and all these wains that you've taught from every school decide they should come and say hello. When you're maybe not at your smiling best, when you're trying to learn to feed a baby, when you're trying to learn to change a baby, and all of that kind of stuff, and all these people keep coming in to say hello, that was not a good moment. So the notice went on the door saying, well, it really should have said, get lost, you lot, but it's a private, no entry kind of thing. So here's Mary and Joseph with a brand new baby. And all the animals, because whether it was a cave or an actual stable or part of somebody's house where they had the animals in with them, it doesn't really matter. It was not, it was not hygienic. And in the midst of this, you have these shepherds that really nobody wants to see a shepherd. But particularly if you've got a brand new baby and the smelly shepherds turn up. Right? Hello, lovely to see. You know, we, we were just, we, we were on the hill there and all these angels came and, and by this point you're thinking, these are weirdos. What are they talking about? But there they are, in with Mary and Joseph and this new baby. And then there's going out in public for the first time, particularly with your first child, and you've got a pram, and you put everything on the pram that you might possibly need in any, in any emergency, because you've, you've never done it before, and you don't know what you're going to need, and you're probably not going to need the sterilizer. I mean, where are you going to plug it in anyway? I have no idea, but you know, you're just, just in case. And then you go out into the big wide world. But imagine that even before you're pregnant, God has given you this message that this child you're going to have is actually going to be God in human form. When you go out for that first walk, you're going to be thinking, I better not drop this wane. More so than normal. Because who wants to drop God? Right? This, this, I mean, that might put you in the bad books. Nobody would want to do that. In fact, the opposite would be true. You want to make sure that everything is right for this child that God has given you. And so the story, the reading today was when they took him to dedicate him to God. Now there's a thing, isn't it? Dedicating the child to God. But he is God. That must have seemed a little bit odd. Anyway, they did what they were meant to do. And the first person to meet is Simeon, who's old. And he's been waiting his whole life because God said he wouldn't die until he saw the chosen one, the one who was going to change everything. And there he is, and he sees Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And suddenly God's spirit in him responds to this child. And he goes, at last, I can die in peace now because I've seen 
the one that's going to change everything. No pressure for Mary and Joseph. You know, this child is going to change everything. Sounds great, if maybe a bit of a challenge. But what came next must have been hard to hear. Because he says this baby that's going to change everything is actually going to reveal the motives that people have for what they do. And he would challenge people who thought they were good but had the wrong motives for doing what they were going to do. And then he said something to Mary that must have been so difficult. He said, Mary, in this child's life, you are going to have real deep pain. Wouldn't thank you for that sort of message. Later we see that that was true when Jesus died. But then Anna, who was a prophet, she had a a really close relationship with God. She came along and she saw Jesus and the spirit in her rejoiced as well. And so she went around telling everybody, he's the one, this baby's the one, he's going to change everything. Isn't it amazing that he's here today and we get to see him? And she went on and on. He was going to bring people back to God. They both, in their way and their time, realized and recognized how unique this baby was. And they rejoiced because they had met him. And my prayer for us today is that each of us recognize that Jesus is utterly unique. There is no other one like him. He is the only one who can deal with sin in us and in the world and restore our relationship with God. And so today, if you don't know him, our prayer is that this would be the day you would recognize him as special and unique. And if you do know him, this is the day to rejoice, to give thanks and celebrate the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who is known as Emmanuel. God, God with us. Amen.